Everything seemed so perfect. However, there was something that rankled in the minds of some of the Irish nobles. It was those horses. It's what had happened to their horses. And although they had been given generous compensation, the guilty party had not been punished. Evnissian was still free. He had suffered no punishment. Bendigade Varan had said that he could not punish Evnissian because he was his half-brother and too closely related to him. Where there is no punishment, there is no justice. Where there is no justice, there cannot be peace. That is what the Irish nobles thought, and this thought festered in their minds until they went in a body to see the king. And with clever words, they turned the king's mind against his own wife. The very next day, Branwen, she was expelled from the royal parts of the palace. She had her beautiful clothes ripped from her body and she wore rags instead. And from that day on, she stood barefoot on the cold flagstones of the kitchen. And her job was to get up before anyone else in the morning from the hard floor where she slept and start to knead the dough to make the bread. And every day she got up and every day she kneaded the dough to make the bread. And every day just after she finished, the butcher would come, and the butcher would set to cutting up the carcasses of the animals for the meat for that day's food. And when he'd finished, he'd put down his knife, and then his job with his bloodied hand was to slap Branwen across her face. And every day she got up before anyone else. Every day she stood barefoot, kneading the dough to make the bread. Every day she took her slap. She talked to no one. No one talked to her. She never even saw her son. She never even had any news of him. And every day she kneaded the dough. And there one morning, there she is. A chill morning. The dawn breaking outside. And Branwen rhythmically kneading the dough when suddenly something caught her eye. There on the little slit of a window, there on the window sill, a bird, a starling, popped its head in, looked at her, and flew away. Di o valura derin ni haini vedin cronin, hebin go valana beat mein cani hid of loithin. The next morning the bird was back. And it hopped from the windowsill onto the table and it looked up at Branwen and then flew out the window again. And the next morning there he was, but this time... Not on the table, but sitting on the very end of the kneading dish where she was working. And every day the bird came back, and every day he perched on the kneading dish, cocked his head, and looked at Branwen. No one had talked to her, she had talked to no one for over two years. So she talked to the bird, told the bird all her stories, everything that had happened to her. And 
every day she looked forward to the bird's visit, and every day it would come, and every day it would cock its head and look at her, and every day she would knead the bread and talk to the bird. And many months later, he flew in through the window and perched on the kneading dish and looked Branwen right in the eye, and suddenly she saw something she'd never seen before. A light in the bird's eye. She looked at the bird and she said to herself, This creature can understand every word I say. She told the bird not to go away. And unseen by anyone there, she grubbed around in the kitchen until she found a little scrap of paper. She scratched a message on that little bit of paper and she tied it tight to the base of the bird's wing. She leant forward and she said, My friend, go to my brother, go to Bendigaidvran. And that little bird, it flew out of the window and it flew and it flew and it flew eastwards. It flew over the hills, it flew over the mountains, it flew over the valleys. It flew until it felt itself buffeted by the sea winds and over the grey sea it flew. Over the sea and into the night, under the clouds it flew and flew. And then the light of dawn in front of it started to gleam across the coast. And there, the hills and valleys of Wales appeared. The bird flew looking down and there, the valleys were full, thick of mist. And poking out of that mist, great, tall tent. This is what the bird was looking for, and he flew straight in through the entrance of the tent, and in the tent there was Bendy Gaidvran in his chair, surrounded by his advisers and family. And when he saw this tired, bedraggled bird coming towards him, he stopped in mid-word, watched it fly, get closer to him, and land on his shoulder. The bird fluttered its wings and he could see a little scrap of paper. He took it gently from the bird's wing and unfolded it. He read Branwen's words. He felt Branwen's pain. And he said, summon the army. Call ships. Tomorrow we sail for Ireland. <laughs>